Well, I'm going to get into the Word this morning and then I'm going to hand over to my wonderful wife and she's going to continue to do the rest of the service. But I want to speak to you just for a few moments out of the book of Hebrews. And uh, many times when we talk about Hebrews, we talk about Hebrews chapter 11, the chapter of faith. But I want to talk to you about the few words before the chapter of faith because I just think it is a great thought coming into the year 2022. And so we're going to be reading... Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32 to 39. Now, the writer of Hebrews, now some scholars will say it was the Apostle Paul, but the writer of Hebrews is talking to the church as a whole, and he's reminding them about some of the things that they've gone through, but he's reminding them at the same time about some of the things that they need to focus on. And it says this in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 32 to 39. He says, remember those earlier days after you had received the light, when you endured in a great conflict full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. Verse 34, you suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had a better and lasting possessions. Verse 35. So don't throw away your confidence because it will be richly rewarded. Come on church, you could just live on that phrase 24 hours a day. Don't throw away your confidence. Verse 36. You need to persevere so that you so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and he will not delay, but my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back, but we do not belong. Everyone say that word belong. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Now, the writer is speaking to the church, and as a whole, he's making a distinction between two camps, two teams, so to speak, two sides. He makes this very clear distinction right at the end of this passage before we move into Hebrews chapter 11. You know, I I remember years ago playing soccer as a kid, and uh, I wasn't really a sportsman growing up. And, uh, you know, it's funny that, you know, when my kids want me to throw a football or they want me to kick something, I always seem to kick it in the wrong direction. And, uh, you know, we had our house painted over the, the, the Christmas period and uh, there's a mark on one of the walls. And uh, that mark was when my son was sitting on the other side of the couch saying, hey, Dad, throw me the, uh, the remote control. I completely missed him and put a massive dent in the wall just above his head. I'm terrible at throwing. I'm terrible, terrible at kicking footy. And so I kind of was like that as a kid growing up. But, but in year six, our final year in primary school, we would often go to the Oval and uh, we would start to play soccer. And soon kind of this culture started in the school where, you know, all the different classes would come together and they would choose two teams and then they would choose two captains. And those two captains then would begin to select their team members. I don't know who ever remembers that at school. And you probably see that in a lot of the primary schools or high schools uh, in Melbourne, probably right across Australia. And so they used to do that. And I remember as a, 
grade six-year-old kid who wasn't very good at sport and it was well known that I wasn't good at sport. When they started to pick sides and there probably would have been, I don't know what the, what the size is now, but there probably would have been about 20 people on either side of, of, of you know, 40 people playing a soccer and the two captains would start to pick and okay, I'll pick Johnny and then the next captain would have a churn and, you know, I'll pick Harry and then I'll pick Jesse and then I'll pick Sam and then I'll pick Nathan and it took about 15 minutes, they'd start to wind down because they wanted to get the best players on their team. And what would often end at the end of it would be about two or three guys that no one wanted. I was one of those guys. And it used to happen every single lunchtime. Then I'd go up there and I'd think, oh, today I'm going to get picked. And sure enough, at the beginning of lunch, they'd go through the whole process. And there'd be about two or three guys that were left. No one wanted them. And so we'd have to sit on the bench because they wouldn't even allow you to play. You just have to sit there. Anyway, this went on for a few months. And I started to think, you know what? I really want to play soccer. So I thought, well, if I have a reputation of not playing soccer well, I'm going to join the soccer team and I'm going to learn how to play soccer well. And so over the weekends, I started to learn how to play soccer and I actually became quite good at it and started to get involved in, you know, in, in some of the little leagues that were going around. And every Saturday, my mum would take me to soccer and Wednesday she'd night, she'd take me to soccer practice and play a game. And, and by the end of it, I started to know my way around a ball. And so I thought, you know, in the next half of the year, because they basically played all year, I thought, I'm, you know, when I get picked, I'm going to show them. Well, no one knew that I actually was playing soccer. No one actually knew that I'd increased my skill set. And so, again, I wasn't picked. Well, halfway through one of them, I got so frustrated. When the game started playing, I just started jumping, started playing myself. I just jumped on one of the teams. And, you know, attention span of my classmates were pretty short. They forgot that they didn't pick me. And so I just started jumping on and I started playing. Halfway through the match, I thought, I'm going to show them. And I jumped in and I started playing and I started kicking goals and everything changed after that. You say, what's the point of that particular illustration? Well, the point is this, I didn't wait for the invitation. I just jumped straight in. And I made the assumption that I was on the winning team. I thought, I'm not going to be on the fence. I'm not going to watch this match but I'm in. I didn't wait for someone to tell me whose side I was on. What I love about this passage, and it has taken me a while to get there, what I love about this passage is that this is not an invitation to faith, or this is not an invitation to pick a side, or it's not a question to the church, which side are you on? This is a positional statement of who we are in Jesus Christ. And God has already chosen a side for us. We do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. We do not belong to those who shrink back. Listen, church, what a great reminder as we face the new, new year that no matter what you have faced in 2021, no matter what disappointment you and I faced, no matter, no matter what discouragement we've had to fight through, it doesn't matter whether things didn't go to plan. No, mat, no matter what intimidation the enemy has tried to, I'm going to tell you, at the end of last year, I just felt intimidated by the enemy. 
the complexity of running church in that difficult season. The enemy would come to me often and try to intimidate me. No matter what hurt you and I have endured or mental anguish that we have battled with, we do not belong to those who shrink back. It's not our position. That is not the side that we are on, church. That is not the mandate that God has got for our lives. And the writer is writing to a group of believers that weren't dealing with COVID, but were dealing with real life persecution. And they had suffered and they were suffering. And he was reminding them, just remember whose side are you on? Because God has picked that side for your life. So don't back off with your faith. Don't back off with the tenacity of spirit. Listen, right now, there can be many things that we could be backing off, but can I encourage you right now, at the beginning of 2022, church, don't back off in our faith and believing that God can give us breakthrough and deliverance and healing and power in our lives. And the Bible makes it clear. It says, we don't belong to those who shrunk back. That's not our position in life. That's not the side that we live in. He's reminding us about where we actually stand. There's a couple of ideas that are worth exploring here, and then we're going to pray, that I think is really interesting. The first one is that the Bible makes the distinction between shrinking back versus your faith. Shrinking back versus your faith. Notice the Bible doesn't say shrinking back and moving forward. I mean, think about it. Often they say there's three positions in life, or maybe two. But they say you're either going backwards, either staying where you are, or you're actually going forward. Now, some people would say if you stay where you are, then naturally you are going backwards. And so if you think about it, in the natural sense, maybe the writer should have said shrinking back and going forwards. But he's not saying that. He's saying shrinking back or being a person of faith. Because the truth is, when you have faith, it automatically moves you in the right direction. And church, I've realized this many times we think we've got to be skilled enough and we've got to have the right opportunity and we've got to make sure that we've got everything lining up. Let me say this, you can have everything against you, but if you've got faith in God, listen, you've got to move in the right direction. It's often not about anything else. You think about the church. People wrote off the church in the early days. They still do today. Man, the Roman Empire tried to destroy the church. They didn't have a lot of natural power. They didn't have people in positions of influence. But they had faith in God. They had faith in what the Holy Spirit can do for them. And because of that, the church was always moving forward. Because faith is always moving you and I forward. Every time you and I exercise our faith in whatever capacity, we have moved one step closer to personal breakthrough. Listen, every time you have faith for your family, you're moving one step closer to see the intervention of the Holy Spirit. Every time you have personal faith for your finances and for things that are going on in your body, you're moving one step closer to seeing the Holy Spirit come and bring breakthrough. The position of faith in its purest form is a position of advancement and progression. And when you and I, operate out of faith, believe in faith, pray in faith, step out in faith, 
take hold of the promises of God in faith, it does something. It shifts something in the heavenly realm. I, I guess my question for you today is what could your faith do this year? Just purely your faith in Jesus. What could your faith in God actually do this year? Not your emotions, because there's been a lot of emotion around the world. Not your will, not your desires, not your opinions or frustrations, not your hurt. Or Many people right now, they're driven by opinion. They're driven by frustration. They're driven by hurt. They're driven by anger. The Holy Spirit is asking us to go above our emotions and start to operate in a new level. And it's called the level of faith. So the question is, what could your faith do this year? Not the church's faith, not Franker and I's faith. What could your faith do this year? What breakthrough could your faith actually achieve in your life in 2022? Look what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32. I love the way the Message Bible puts it. It kind of comes to the end of this particular uh, uh, chapter on faith. It says, through acts of faith, they toppled kingdoms. They made justice work. They took the promises for themselves. They were protected from lions. Fires and sword thrusts turned disadvantage to advantage. Won battles, rooted alien armies. Women received their loved ones back from the dead. There were those who under torture refused to give in and go free, preferring something better, resurrection. What faith, what can your faith do this year? I do believe that God is raising people of great faith. Come on, not just great opinion, right, and great natural stamina, but I believe God is raising this church. We are called faith. Maybe time, maybe 2022 is a year that you and I start to exercise our personal faith in such a phenomenal way that we will see breakthrough that we have never, ever seen before. The, the second thing here is that the Bible makes the connection between faith and endurance. So faith moving forward, but also faith and endurance. And think about it. When we talk about internal life, it's actually enduring life. And I once wrote this down. If we endure in this life, we will have enduring life. And here, the endurance the Bible speaks about is the endurance of faith when it comes to the promises that God has given us on the inside. Come on, who's, given, who's had some promises that God has given you? Give me a wave. Three people, fantastic. That's an oldie, but a goodie. The endurance to know that God is faithful. The endurance to know that when we endure, it's not a waste. It's not a lost cause. It's not a frustrating experience. Look what he says. He says, for just in a little while, he who is coming will come and he will not delay. And, but my righteous one will live by faith. This, this writer of Hebrews is actually borrowing this text from Habakkuk where the vision is delayed. It's a time where Israel were looking for deliverance. And what they were hoping would happen was not happening. And there was a bit of a time period and they're wondering, where is God? Is God gonna come and break through? Habakkuk chapter two, verse two to three, is that this is what the, the, the passage is actually referring to. Where God begins to speak to the prophet and talks to him about vision. He says, and the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits for an appointed time. 
It speaks of the end and it will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it, it will certainly come and it will not delay. The point is this, is that God is asking His people to endure, to keep pushing through, to just be there for the long haul. It's the same thing of what often Paul talks to the church about in the New Testament, that it's not delayed what God has promised. It'll be at the right appointed time. And so if you think about it, faith and faithfulness, faith and endurance go hand in hand. I would say this, that faith is the fuel for the endurance to last the distance. And I want to encourage you again this morning. We are on the right side of those that can actually last the distance. You know, many times when you and I go through challenges, the enemy comes to us and he says, you're too weak. You're too fractured. You can't get through this. But I want to declare to you today, we are on the right side of endurance. We are on the right side of faith. We are on the right side of knowing. We are not those who will shrink back because of who Jesus Christ is. We're on the right side of those who will last, who will complete what God has put upon our heart. And though it lingers, it will not be delayed. You know, you know when I think about endurance, I, I often think about um, accounts of different people who've endured hardship from some really good causes. I mean, you know, sometimes when I want to get inspired or read some of these stories of, you know, well-known historical figures or well-known figures that stood up for injustice and, you know, stood up for, diff- you know, for, for challenging times in history and they had to endure, they had to last the distance, people that were in prison for many years for doing no wrong and yet they came out the other end. And, and you know, I don't know about you, but those things often inspire me. But there was a story that I read about endurance that I just thought was hilarious that I thought I'd share with you this morning. But it actually was inspirational to me for all the wrong reasons. Because this guy didn't endure for noble causes. He's not an example of endurance because he was a good guy. Quite the opposite, he was actually a criminal. (laughs) He was actually a criminal. But when you read this, you see that if a, a guy can endure for an ungodly cause... How much more can you and I endure for what God wants to do in our lives? And so there's this illustration that I read in the paper over the holidays of a guy, Italian guy who broke out of jail 10 times. A Sardinian bandit who escaped from jail 10 times over, over seven decades, has been captured by police while he was on the run at the age of 79. Graziano Messina was traced to a house in the town of Desullo in Sardinia. Police broke down the door and found him asleep with $9,500 in his pocket. Officials must now find a secure jail for Messina, who has escaped while in custody using knotted sheets and dressing as a priest. As well as leaping from a seven metre high prison wall and jumping from a moving train. This is over the last seven decades. The criminal listed as one of Italy's eight most wanted has spent more than half of his life in jail for crimes including murder and kidnapping. He went on the run last year to avoid a 30-year sentence for drug trafficking. I've already spent too long in jail, he told his lawyers. The idea of going back in there to die scares me. Messina, the son of a shepherd, made his first escape from a police station in 1960 at the age of 18 after being arrested for firing a gun in a public place. He was recaptured and accused of murder but escaped the jail in Sardinia by scaling the seven-metre high wall and hailing a taxi. 
on another jailbreak, he hid in a water pipe for three days to wait for the coast to clear. While on the run in 1967, he set up a roadblock dressed as a police officer and kidnapped a wealthy meat trader, earning a ransom equivalent to almost one million euro. In 1970, it was reported that he dressed as a woman to catch his football, to watch his football team play. Now, I don't condone what this guy did. I'll say it online again. I don't condone what this guy did. But this is a guy who just won't shrink back. This is a guy who just won't accept being in a jail cell. He's not prepared to live bound up. And do you know what often happens to us? When we get caught in something, when we feel that we are hemmed in, something that halts our progress, something that stops us in our tracks. Maybe it was this season. Maybe it was an illness. Maybe it was an offence. Maybe it was just the whole world going crazy. And listen, it's just actually stopped you in your tracks. And we lose our endurance. And we say we are done. Look what David says, the psalmist, 142 verse 7. He says, set me free from my prison that I may praise your name and then the righteous will gather about me because of your goodness to me. Listen, notice he's not saying a prison. He's saying my prison, a prison that is personal. Maybe a prison of his own making. And when I tell you this funny story about a guy who had endurance for all the wrong reasons, church, how much more you and I, who are men and women of faith, can have endurance and believe that God can set us free because we do serve the author and the finisher of our faith. My challenge for you for 2022, we are not on the side of those who shrink back. Come on, we are not on the side of those who shrink back. We're on the side of those who have faith because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Let me read Habakkuk 2 verse 2 again. I want the musicians to come. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation, make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of an end and it will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and it will not delay. In the middle, God is reminding them in the waiting room that God will come through. He will bring breakthrough. He will deliver what He said He would do. And this is a passage on vision. My first point is this, it's easy to shrink back from vision. It's easy just to say, well, you know what, this is my life now, I just have to accept what it is. Can I challenge you, don't shrink back from vision 2022. Don't lower your vision because what you dealt with in 2021. Come to the Holy Spirit again and say, God, I want faith for vision. I want faith to believe that this can be the greatest year of breakthrough, the greatest year of deliverance, the greatest year of freedom. I asked you about your faith before. Can I ask you in the last remaining moments about your vision? What's your vision for this year? What's God's vision for you? Is it a vision to survive? That ain't a vision. That's a maintenance program. That's not a vision. 
God wants to give you a vision far greater than you just surviving in 2022. Make it a faith vision. Start to believe in faith that God is gonna stir that vision. You see, the word here is revelation. Vision comes from revelation. Listen, vision does not come from good ideas. Vision doesn't come from good concepts. Vision comes from revelation. Godly vision comes from revelation. Where God breathes faith and life into that vision. Without a vision, the people perish. I don't want my vision to come from circumstances. I don't want my vision to come from world events. I don't want my vision to come from how I'm feeling, my emotional tiredness, whatever I go through this year. I want my vision to come from revelation and my vision to come from my faith in Jesus. Those two together have a powerful concoction to actually achieve the plan and the purpose of God for your life. And so I wanna pray for you this year. I wanna pray for you right now. And if you're watching it at home, you're sitting down, maybe encourage you to stand up where you are. But I wanna pray that this will be the year that God will give you faith for your vision. That it'll be a vision that will be birthed out of revelation. Maybe you're in this place, you go, I don't have a vision for this year, I just wanna survive. Or maybe in the next few moments, maybe this year, God's gonna give you a phenomenal vision that you're gonna run with for the rest of your life. And if you're in this place today, say, you know what? I wanna be a person full of vision. I wanna be a person that God will birth new vision in me. Faith for the vision that out of revelation, can I pray for you today? Can I pray that out today, that out of today, God will begin to stir something in your heart for the vision that He wants you to achieve in 2022. Come on, if that's you, if you say, you know what? I wanna get a vision this year. I want God to birth something in my life, something that's fresh and new. If that's you, can you just stand to your feet before we move on and we're gonna pray for you today. So good. You know, church, I would say this, with what we've been dealing with the last two years, it can be so easy to live in maintenance mode. But I pray for you personally that 2022 will be the greatest year of breakthrough. That God will give you a revelation about your family. That God will give you a revelation about your business. Some business people here today, you need to get a revelation from God about what, how to actually deal with that issue and how to actually deal with that problem. I pray that it'll be the greatest year of revelation and the greatest year of faith. What can your faith do in your life in 2022? What a cool question to ask, amen. What a cool question. Can we just stretch out your hands to heaven right now? Father God, I pray, Lord Jesus, for these wonderful people. God, I thank you for our faith family that are here in Dandenong and are watching online at home and in all the other campuses. Father God, I thank You as a church, You haven't called us to live in maintenance mode. God, we are not of those who shrink back. We're on a different side. A side that You chose for us. A side that You appointed for us. And God, I pray as we face this year in the uncertainty of 2022. God, I pray even right now, just for a moment of revelation when it comes to vision. God, let our vision be birthed out of revelation. Right now, God, begin to speak to people. Holy Spirit, right now. God, a revelation when it comes to our family. Revelation when it comes to our health. God, I pray that we'd be people of faith this year we rise above the emotion of the moment. And God, I pray right now for revelation. 
a supernatural revelation. God, for business people right now, vision birthed out of revelation. I speak it into being in the name of Jesus. A vision that's birthed out of faith. New beginnings. New mountains. New energy for those mountains. God is going to call some of you to the ministry 2022. There's a calling to missions in 2022. There's a calling to start new businesses in 2022. In the middle of turmoil, God wants to bring order and direction and purpose. We speak that into being in Jesus' name. Amen.